0: You are listening to episode 76 of the Playing Claw Podcast with Rita Hyland. Have you ever fallen and wondered how you would get back up or fix what was broken? If you're human, you have. We all have. But what do you do after the setback? When you know things have fallen off the tracks, aren't going the way you planned or wanted or expected? How do you bounce back? That's the topic of today's episode, and I'm going to share with you the five concrete steps to bounce back after your setback, I'm going to give you a surefire way to make peace with whatever undesirable situation you are currently experiencing, and how to get the mindset and your personal customized strategy to rise up and move forward without having to wait any longer. All right, here we go. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hi there. I am so glad you're here with me today. As you know, I took a break over this last month. So much to say about breaks and the need for them. I think it's specifically, I bring it up again because of Simone Biles, the 24-year-old Olympian gymnast, who has really been the face of the Olympics. And she recognized at a very inopportune time that she needed a break emotionally, mentally, physically, and she called it for herself. And she did this in a culture And specifically in, you know, the Olympics, where our value as humans is often associated with achievement. And so taking a break is exceedingly brave. There's nothing easy about it. What I found, though, that she said in my reading is that she saw that from the support of people that for the first time in her life, she realized that she is more than her achievements. And I thought, wow, that... Could possibly be, end up being at least the silver lining to her for this very trying time that she's in. But I'm not gonna talk about breaks. I am going to talk about a tangential topic, which is about what comes after a fall or a setback, and specifically how we can bounce back from these types of things. I think this topic is relevant now and will continue to be as we experience consistent and constant change in our world. One of the biggest mistakes right out of the gate that I want you to know is that what I see is that setbacks, people make them so personal. And when these external circumstances don't go as we plan or we make it mean something that is about us intrinsically or personally and about our value, maybe we didn't get the promotion or we aren't where we thought we'd be at this point in time. Maybe the publisher didn't accept your book, or the deal didn't close, or you weren't asked to speak at the company's conference, or maybe you're comparing yourself to a past time, a past year when numbers were better, something that you were able to tangibly measure. It was was at a greater state. These are all common setbacks that people experience. Those aren't actually the problem. Believe it or not, those aren't the problem. The real problem is the meaning that we give to them. And that's why we get derailed oftentimes and we're not able to bounce back and we swim. We ignore these situations that we're in and these setbacks and oftentimes even deny them because we find them too scary to address because we make them so personal. And we convince ourselves sometimes that they're not even real, you know, that they don't even exist. It's like I liken it to a cat that puts its head underneath the curtain, even though its big bottom is is out there for all to see. And in the cat's mind, no one can see it. Everyone sees it. But just by putting our head in the sand or underneath the curtain like the cat, we it doesn't mean it's not there. So this is the first very important step to bouncing back, is that we have to acknowledge what isn't working. We have to move beyond denial. If your spouse has suggested you separate and you chalk it up to being simply her having an emotional moment, then that would be an example of being in denial. If the business model's not working and you seem to just be waiting for hope to fix it or time to pass by, or maybe your partner's Or your employee is complaining about something and you just let it pass or say you ignore it or say this, that will, they'll get over it. They're having a bad day. These are all ways that we, you know, sit in denial on things. And I watch this a lot where it's like, well, how long are you waiting for this to change? And I've seen it a lot in business and I've even had people, you know, after the fact tell me, well, I knew the business was going down and i just i couldn't i couldn't bear to look at it i couldn't acknowledge it i was in denial i continued to throw more money at it even though i knew deep down that that wasn't the answer the same with marriages we think you know that if we don't say anything that it just isn't happening and one of the first things that we have to do is acknowledge that this isn't working in whatever area it is. Call it out, name it, write it down so that we can no longer deny. The second step is really important because this is what I see as soon as we, you know, acknowledge that this problem exists and it can no longer be feigned is that we tend to blame. So step two is overcome the urge to blame others rather than taking responsibility we like to find others to put it upon i saw this recently when an individual was acknowledged that there was a problem and but the first thing is i don't mean to say this but this person does this you know when we be blame others we become victims when we are victims we can't bounce back so instead we have to take 100% responsibility for our role That's really the only part of the relationship or the equation over which we have control. I often say, my clients have heard me say it once, they've heard me say it a hundred times, we are a hundred percent responsible for 50% of the relationship. Again, we're a hundred percent responsible for 50% of the relationship because that's the only part that we can do something about, right? The second that you take responsibility, your bounce back factor increases like by tenfold. Really, like I watch when people own it that then they actually have something that they can do. The frustration, the irritation, the pain actually comes really in the first step of denial and in the second step of blaming others. So again, make sure that whether that's, you know, one, if you're wanting to improve your work, you don't blame your boss for ignoring you. If you wanna elevate your and enhance your relationships, Make sure to own that 100% of your 50% of the relationship is something that you can deliberately and consciously work on as opposed to waiting for someone else to do that. That is very invigorating. It's empowering as well. Step three, this is big. Don't live in the past. We have to choose to live in the present. We can learn from the past, but we don't live in it and expect to bounce forward, Right? You don't want to look back. You're not going that way. Why would you sit and keep looking back that way? Turn your seat around. You're going forward, and forward is the best way to bounce. So right now, I would encourage you to just stop for a moment. If you're driving, don't close your eyes, I would say. But imagine for a moment that I handed you an amnesia pill and that you couldn't even remember your past any of the hurts or the wounds or the injustices, what would it feel like to not be able to even think about it? And instead, if you woke up and you were clear of what you wanted and what you wanted to build or experience, and you had no wherewithal of your past pains or the hurts anyone's caused you, what would you do differently starting today? You'd likely have a major bounce in your step. Am I right? You'd look forward. It'd be refreshing if you just woke up and, and didn't know any of the past pain and hurts. I'm not saying that we can completely do that, or maybe we can. If you let go of the past trauma and the past hurt and you resisted allowing, you know, holding and carrying on, carrying it, how would things look differently? And what would you do differently? So again, really come forward. The past is dead. I was talking to a business owner who had really just couldn't get beyond the past. He was so pained. He had had a really successful company that had had come to its own fruition and and really based upon the times wasn't needed in the same way it had been based upon new technology and he couldn't stop looking at the past. And I just asked him if he could just consider taking a step forward and If he had amnesia, we worked with it. If he had amnesia and that hadn't happened, how would he behave and be doing things differently? From that, he was able to start to begin to see a new path. It was one of the ways to start moving him. But he started to see just how much he was dragging the past into his present and making that, you know, give definition to his future. The fourth step is to move to acceptance Really, ultimate acceptance means being able to be neutral about a situation versus being emotionally tied to it, in my opinion. Only can we really see clearly and take the next steps when we can accept what it is as reality. And when we do that, acceptance means really making new commitments, and a willingness to change the way we're looking at things, change our skill set, change our habits, change our vulnerability levels. Big change, of course, usually means bigger results. So oftentimes I see people want to make small changes. For example, adding a date night each week is likely not the answer to a spouse who's recently requested a divorce. Or taking one snack out of your day and say I'm no longer gonna eat peanut butter or ice cream, that's probably not gonna move the needle on the scalability level that you want if you wanna lose 40 pounds or you wanna lower your cholesterol rates or you wanna avoid taking medicines. It's gonna be, you know, really get clear on the scale of what needs to change. Hiring a new assistant's likely not gonna be the answer to saving your business either. You get what I'm saying? When we're willing to make only small changes, we're probably not going to be able to bounce back or bounce forward. It also usually means that we're still in that state of denial where we think a small thing's going to be able and we can't completely embrace and we haven't completely accepted. So allow yourself to admit the scale of the loss that you've had. Allow yourself to feel it. Acknowledge it, the pain of it. Feel into it. You don't have to deny it. But when you do this, then you're going to be able to take the steps to move forward, whether that is personally or professionally. Years ago, I was at a conference and I heard a teacher speaking and she said something that really changed me. It was at a time when there were a lot of things I wanted and things I wanted to be different. There were a lot of people in the audience also talking and who felt the same way. She asked, what if you just gave yourself the gift of peaceful acceptance of what is and remember this is around the holidays when I heard this and I just thought wow what a gift to simply accept what is you know it it sounds at first so unambitious or that we're relying on hope to accept things but actually when we stop fighting reality such as the divorce that happened 5 years ago or the son who's on drugs or the person running government or the loss of a friend or the death of a parent or a layoff that happened, when we stopped resisting what is, when we can make peace with that, when we can have peaceful acceptance with what is, it is really life transforming. You stop being in a war and at a fight with the day, and you simply can look at what is and do something with that. It's very empowering. I realized that it was really a gift that we give ourselves so that we can move forward. We need to reframe acceptance also from a meaning of, like I said, laziness or hopelessness or being unambitious to just simply being at peace because that's the place from which we should be making all decisions from the place of peacefulness, not needing something to change in order for us to be happy. That's step four, peaceful acceptance with what is. Step five is to focus on what makes you come alive. Once you've accepted it, you can then regroup. And specifically when I say, well, focus on what makes you feel alive is what's that 20% of your work that gives you 80% of your satisfaction and fulfillment and do more of that. That, for example, for Simone Biles might change. She might start to become the role model for a whole new conversation. And who knows? Things happen for a reason. They happen actually to support us and to help us evolve. And I think that what we really need more of and what makes life easier is when we're working on the things that make us come alive, that we enjoy. It was Richard Bach's quote that says, I don't believe people are looking for the meaning of life so much as the feeling of coming alive. Remember that you aren't the person you were before the setback. And that's why I even... When I say bounce back, I don't even really believe it's bounce back. It's bounce forward. We don't want to bounce back to where we were, bounce back to who we were, because we aren't that person. We're in a different time. We're in a different season. We're a different person than we once were. Don't keep trying to recreate the old, even if it was a good time. Be awake and aware to who you are today and what it is that brings you joy, that makes you feel like you come alive. And listen to your best insight. One of the best ways that I learned to do this was to think of, I was asked to actually at another experience to think of a colleague or a friend, someone that was probably struggling and having a tough time, and maybe even with a specific situation that I was having it with, and to write to them, someone that we cared about, and then imagine um, what advice I would give them. I was actually had another client do this at some point, and I was working with him. He's really successful, and he'd fallen on hard times. And I said, what would you, as the expert in this industry, write to someone else in the same situation? And he did this. And then I asked him to change the name of the letter that he'd written to himself and to read it aloud back to himself, which he did. And it actually made him emotional because it was so patient, kind-hearted, compassionate. And it was something he wasn't giving to himself. That's a supportive way of hearing also your very specific and best advice. You are much smarter than you think. You're much stronger than you think. And really, the only thing that has to change with you is that aspect of you that says that you're not enough. You know, we've heard be as kind to yourself Be as thoughtful with yourself as you would be to another colleague for whom you're giving expertise. And then take that advice. This is where you can get into your own specific steps. If this person was desperate for you to come and pull them out, what would you tell them to do? And I know you'd show up for them. So this is where you can show up for yourself in the same way. Sometimes you might find that your advice is for them to quit. And quitting might be the exact right thing to do based upon the here and now and where you're at as this evolved person post setback. You know, you might be able to hear that when you actually take the break, when you quiet the busy, addicted mind. Let's summarize here the five steps to bounce back after a setback. Step one, acknowledge what isn't working. Step two is overcome the urge to blame others. Take 100% responsibility for the experience you're having, both at work and in your home and personal world. Step three is don't live in the past. Move to the present. Think of taking an amnesia pill. You are living in the present. The past is dead. Step four is have peaceful acceptance. Make peaceful acceptance with what is. No more fighting with reality and getting in a war with it each day. Get real. Step five is refocus or reinvent on the 20% that makes you come alive. Do this by giving yourself the advice you'd give someone else, a friend, family member, or your colleague. Here's the thing. If we had faith that everything happens for a reason, we would understand that sometimes life doesn't give us what we want, but it, it's not because we don't deserve it. It's not because we're not enough. It's because we deserve it, but it wants us to have more. Life wants us to experience more and even something better. That's what we have to remember, that there are reasons that we can't see. And as I said, I think Simone Biles is a perfect example of this. It's early. We can't see it. But she's already changing the conversation around mental health and achievement, around breaks, and probably a number of other things. She's a role model and she's only 24. And she's likely going to be more contributive to the world than she has been already and that she could already imagine. Remember, if you're living life, you will be failing. You will be falling. If you're really playing full out, if you're really out there, it's not if, it's when. Therefore, you're going to need these five steps. You can keep them in your back pocket. You know, the The proof or the client I just mentioned before, he couldn't get out of bed. He was so down, so depressed. But today he's begun three new businesses that are over the past five years are just soaring. I know this because he forces his friends to come to talk to me whenever they hit a speed bump. And they, you know, that's the way he pays it forward and passes it on. And that's because he used these exact five steps after a really significant setback for himself. Okay, your call to action. I want you to think of an area in your life or your work, your business, or your relationships where maybe things are feeling a little off kilter. Maybe you've been ignoring or denying it. Maybe you know it. Maybe you've moved beyond step one and you have owned that it's happening. You want to even take responsibility. Remember to move to step three. Don't live in the past. Cut the cord start to make a peaceful acceptance with what is so that you can move on to refocus on what it is that does make you kind of alive and create your new pace, your new customized steps for yourself. You'll get clarity on this when you do these steps in the exact order, move through the five steps, be patient with yourself as you do it and just, ex- and, and be curious, you know, I hope this helps you now, or like I said, that you keep it in a space, in a place you can come back to. Life is a dance. It is two steps forward and one step back. We get frustrated when we make it personal and say that it should be something that it always should be in a linear, straight line, you know, and that we judge ourselves and are harsh and critical. When we know how to bounce back and be nimble, keep our hips moving, and we're patient and self-aware, we can trust that the tide's gonna turn again, and we actually will indeed bounce forward. So I'm sending all my best to you this week. Take advantage and do your call to action. And I will look forward to being back here in the same place at the same time next week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself, and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them. And they even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead, you can send those questions to breakthrough at Ritahighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.